It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Hello and welcome back to another episode here from A View from the Bullens. Everton won Arsenal nil. Sean Dice has found a way to cheer up all Evertonians for the first positive podcast in three and a half months. Joined as always by Paul Draper and Lee McLean for a post-match reaction. Lee, Everton won Arsenal nil. Tell me how you're feeling. I'm doing this weird thing with my face and I'm not used to it. Um, it's been three and a half months. Listen, that was exceptional. Um, pure Everton, vintage Everton. It's what we needed. Um, when our back's against the wall, you know, we've been written off, we've been mocked, humiliated in, in recent weeks by the media. And we've come out fighting today. And I think it was an attritional setup, an attritional performance. But I said before the game, I had a, I had a feeling we were going to come out swinging uh, and Goodison was going to be up for it. And that was one of the best atmospheres I've been involved in for a, a very long time. I, agree. Uh, I was worried, Ben. We've, we've spoke about it. Can we get up for it again? Can we do it again this season in terms of what we saw last season and lift the players and stuff? And I had doubts. Um, but today sort of dispelled those sort of doubts and it was just an exceptional performance from start to finish. Like I can't fault any of them. I think from 1 to 11, they were outstanding. We, we'll, we'll probably, during the course of the podcast, we'll talk about different people and star performers and stuff like that. But as a collective... I mean, that, that was just superb. And, and the crowd fed off that energy. The effort put in, you know, it was a, a no-nonsense desire to win. Coming off that field, giving absolutely everything. Everything Sean Dice spoke about during the week in terms of what Evertonians want to see, thought we saw today and more. Um, and it wasn't a fluky, wasn't a fluky 1-0 win. I think we've come off that pitch. We've won 1-0, we've I think. If we'd have taken our chances in the first half, we, you know, I don't think anyone could have argued if we'd have come in 2-0 up. 
Yeah. Um, it was a really, really top performance. Massive, massive win. And if that can be the benchmark now and the footprint to, for, for everything we try and do going forward, I think we'll we'll win more games than we lose, certainly at Goodison Park. But it's an amazing feeling. Listen, three and a half months is a long time to go without a win. Um, and it was just a perfect day. Perfect day, great win. Paul, Lee describes it as the perfect day and is saying he is smiling for the first time in months. What are your thoughts then, Sean Dice? Back to basics. How would you rate his managerial performance today? 10 out of 10. That was unbelievable. Like... From where we were last week at West Ham, where we were all very disjointed, the players seemed like they weren't pulling up, pulling up much trees. There was arguments in the training ground, kickoffs, everything that was going on at the club. And it was like he spoke about it a lot, aligning, alignment. Everyone was in the diving for the same thing today. Everyone was in the same direction. From the first minute, you could just tell we're not going to lose this game because, as Lee said, Goodison was afforded, but more importantly, it started with the players. Started, I think Coleman put a, an early tackle or he won a goal kick early on from Martinelli and that set the tone for the game. And yeah, it, it's, it just feels so weird to win a game, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's fantastic. But we need to keep our heads together and this is just the start. We just need to keep on building on this because we beat the, the top of the league. We just need to keep on building. And if we play like that every week, we'll be, we'll be comfortably safe, I think. Goodison Park today was incredible, like you both quite rightly said. The players responded to the energy, but the players showed us energy back, and that's all we asked for. I think Sean Dice has gone on to speak, Lee, in his post-match conference, that the minimum minimum requirement is maximum effort. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely spot on, is what we all want to see as Evertonians. You know, mm -hmm. you might not light the world up talent-wise, tactically-wise, but as long as you've tried and put effort in, we will always get behind you. I'm going to look at certain individuals, Dwight McNeil, Amadou Onana, Abdelai Dekore, who had obviously recently fallen out with Frank Lampard, which mm. is out, out there in the media. Yeah. They're just three for me that stood out massively. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts then, especially on Sean Dice's comments about what he said about just putting effort in? Listen, it, it, I mean, it, everyone says that. Like, Evertonians are known for, okay, we like nice football. We like football to be played the right way. But the first, the prerequisite has to be effort and leaving it all out there. You can accept bad players or you know, lacking in quality and coming up against an opposition who's better than you on the day. That's absolutely fine. That's football. We're not the best side in the Premier League. But what Evertonians will never accept, and rightfully so, is where we don't put 110% in. And at times, not maybe from the whole team, but from certain individuals of late, I think question marks have been there and have been apparent. Today, it was like, he's had five days, Ben. Yeah. Five days. He's had with that, that, them players and, and the difference between that and Southampton the other week is like uh, ridiculous. Astronomical. Like <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Dwight, Dwight, you've called out Dwight McNeil there. 92 minutes gone. He's bombing a ball down the, down the wing, knocking it past the player. He looks like he's got all the energy in the world left in his legs after 92 minutes. This is Dwight McNeil and we're questioning him a few weeks back. And he's winning a corner and, and I'm, I'm in the Gladys Street right behind that. And it was like we'd scored again. And that's what we can get behind. And the, you could see the players feeding off it. And okay, it was attritional. It was, there was a lot of effort in there. Okay, we, we were in the faces, we were aggressive. But we also, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to point out we had a game plan and we had, ta we had a tactical nouse behind that yeah. performance there. Everyone seemed to know exactly what they were doing on that pitch. It was, a, it was I don't know if it was a 4-4-2. Decore seemed to be 
play in advance next to Calvert-Lewin. But he looked like he had a new lease of life as well. You know, the player that we saw when he first came into the club, you used the, you know, your famous quote around <laughs> running past your bedroom window, you know, chasing everything. He, he was back and you could see he was right up for it as well. And as for Amadou Anand, I mean, oh my word. I mean, it's easy to get carried away after a win. Yeah. I know I'm quite a reactionary fan and I'll put it out there, I am. But I'm sorry, that today, wow. Arsenal fans sat next to one, looking at him going, you've got a, you've got a baller on your, on your hands here. He is some player. And from minute zero to minute 96 or whatever it was, he was top man by a, by a long, long way. He led by example. Uh, looks like he's reacted to certain events at the club in, in the last couple of weeks and he's taken that on himself and he's gone and gone, okay. I'm gonna lift myself now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy who'll, who'll stand up and I'll, I'll I'll carry you through, and do what's needed to keep this this club in the Premier League. And that performance today for him was just absolutely outstanding, energetic, leggy. You know he's got such a range on him because he's tall. He was gliding past players like they weren't even there, creating chances, um, just out, absolutely outstanding. I think you're right to point those three out, but as a whole. I can't fault any of them. I think from, from 1 to 11, they were all absolutely outstanding and a magnificent Evan performance today. Amadou Onana, the proper star boy, shall we say. What are your thoughts then, Spanish P, in regards to Onana? Because for me, <laughs> we've, we've seen him coming, f- coming through now the past couple of games. He's been head and shoulders with Fantastic. everyone and he loves it, doesn't he? There's a ta- there's, we've got such a talent in our hands there and it's down to us to play him in that role. So I think as Lee said on the court, eh? He was sort of playing off Carvalhoen, but you and me spoke coming on our way yeah, to the studio. They were rotating, and Arna at the start looked like he was um, off DCL. Then when DCL went off and Morpe came on, and Arna took that role to win the others and try and win some flick-ons from, yeah. the, from long kicks. And he was everywhere, weren't he? he? Winning the ball back, technique, a few uh, tricks. I've seen a few people saying about like comparing him to Yaya Torre. That was a Yaya Torre-esque mm. performance. Yeah. Driving forwards. The one where Carver-Lewin should put it in in the first half. But I think I've spoke to you. The highlight one for me was when he's bombing down the left wing 90-odd minutes. He then wins the tackle, keeps the ball in play and wins a throw in in, in the final third. That just summed this game up today. He was head and shoulders, the best player on that on that pitch. Weird for Carver-Lewin though. Yeah. Genuinely, Onana for me, I just think he's got everything. He's got a place of height. He's got, you know, he wins the ball in the air. You know, he doesn't win as many headers as he should. That's probably his only negative. He's athletic. He's quick. He tackles. He was everywhere today. Covered every blade of grass. Just sticking with you, Paul. They're quick. You spoke about Dwight McNeil on a, obviously the group chat you know leading, leading into morning. this game. I want to touch on the set pieces for Everton because there was a real difference today than what we've seen under no disrespect Frank Lampard and others. There seemed to be a game plan in regards to set pieces, specifically corners, and that led to, obviously, James Tarkovsky's goal. It was it? like watching Burnley with set pieces. The lad that sits in front of me at the game, he said, we need to do like Burnley, overcrowd, overcrowd the goalie, uh, lift it into the, into the back post, and either head it back or head it in. And he said that from the first corner, and that's what we did every corner apart from one in the first half where Carver-Lewin heads it just over the bar. And it creates so many problems for teams. We saw it when we used to go to Burnley, how many goals we can see from set pieces. And when you've got Dwight McNeil who can cross a ball, like he's been under a lot of criticism this season. Today he was outstanding. When he but he's got a cross on him. When he, you can deliver the ball and you've got a threat in the air, Tarkovsky, Anana, Calvert Lewin, Cody's came up with a goal or two this season. Decore, 
isn't too bad in the air. You're going to cause teams problems, and that's probably going to be an easiest way of scoring goals and getting points this season, being hard to beat and set pieces. Every single corner we had today, we look a massive threat. We look dangerous. I think there was only one that Ramsdale was able to clear, even if, if, if that. It was fantastic ball. Dwight McNeil and an outstanding header from Tarkovsky. It was in that area, wasn't it, where Ramsdale yeah. was undecisive. He didn't really know whether to come or go. And Lee, let's touch on the defensive attributes now of Everton. I was really impressed of how someone explained on the podcast this week in regard from the Turfcast podcast. They said they should have two banks of four. We'd force teams out wide for them to then put crosses in. And the likes of Tarkovsky and they had Ben May, but he said it could be anyone. That will be the game plan. For me, Arsenal could not break down the lines. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly what he said. And just how impressed were you of the back two in Cody, Tarkovsky? Because mm -hmm. many of them have doubted that, them two. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Evertonians, including myself, saying we cannot stop shipping goals. Under yeah. Lampard, it was two, three a game. Mm -hmm. How impressed were you defensively of Everton today? Just amazing. Just really looked disciplined and everyone knew what they were doing. Seamus Coleman, again, doubts getting on in, a bit in years now and um, hasn't got the legs that he used to have. But positional sense, I think Everton were really good today in terms of what, when I was watching the game, we were, we were choosing the times to press and put the pressure on. We were letting Arsenal have the ball in positions where they weren't a threat. It was only when they were coming out wide, we were then putting the pressure on. Seamus Coleman was, was outstanding. Mike Lenko did his job. It wasn't spectacular, but did his job absolutely fine. And as for the, the centre-backs, I think just comfortable. Really, really comfortable. I don't think there was a point in the game today where I, I was really, really on the edge of my seat thinking it's the Alamo and, you know, we're, we're up against it and we're, we're, there's shots peppering against our goal or whatever. We look pretty, pretty comfortable. And, and that is, that's a, an amazing indictment of what's been going on during the week. And it's a short week for Sean Dyche. And for him to get the players that well drilled in that shorter period of time for me is a real, real positive, positive sign. So, yeah. We, we, we look like we've had a soft underbelly in recent weeks. And you look at the goal, what was the one? It was the one that I'm thinking of where Tarkovsky jumps in. Jumps in Brighton. So, you know, Brighton goal. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's, what's gone on there? Because the start of the season, these two look like real leaders. We look like we had a real solid base at the back. And we've gone away from that. Um, today, it just felt from, from the very, very start, the very first whistle, we ain't going to lose this game, no matter what. Whatever Arsenal throw at us, and they've got some talented players all over the pitch, and especially in wide area, even you know central, talented footballers all over the pitch. Everton took everything that they, they had to throw at us and, and dealt with it quite comfortably. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't sat there today thinking you know, we're, we're in any bother, and, and it looked like we were really, really efficient going the other way. Set pieces, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And I've got it. I know I said to you there, uh, people. That was an amazing 60 minutes from him. That's the best I've seen him for, for, for a long way. And I know your question was around the defence, but I just want to single Calvert-Lewin out for, for special praise because he looked like the old Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Like the Marco Silva days, weren't it, when yeah, he was just, just battling everyone and just... It's, strong, strong. He looks it's strong. timings were like there. His, like his performance against Arsenal on the silver when he, when he dominates them. Timings is the word. Like, he looked like, in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, shall we say, Everything seems off, you know, when he's jumping for the ball, when he's making challenges, it looked like he's been completely off. Today, he was on it. He looked like an athlete again. He looked strong. He looked on it. Um, real positive signs. And I was glad to see him. It, I was gutted to see him go, go off, don't get me wrong, after 60 minutes. But then I'm thinking, yeah, they're thinking, he's key. You watch that 60 minutes. He is absolutely integral to Everton's, what Everton are going to do between now and the end of the season. And we've got to keep him fit. 
And he, I, I thought Calvert-Lewin was absolutely outstanding today. Defence, yeah, of course. Yeah. To keep a clean sheet against the, the top, top of the league, the league is amazing. Yeah. But Calvert-Lewin, I thought, was outstanding. Like, outstanding. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. P, first off, um, I just want to just touch on the stats. Have you seen the board in the first half when it came off? Everton actually had 29% possession. And without seven shots. Then this is me now. So you, took, you took the question while and I was Because I've seen that. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts then in regards to that? Like, you know, a lot less possession than we did with the Frank Lampard, but you know, we were creating chances. We, I think it was seven shots and four on target compared to Arsenal's three shots and one on target where I think Cody it was, cleared it off the line. Yeah, yeah. No, because it was before that. I think it was three, four shots, zero on target. I think it was at that point for Arsenal. Do you reckon Everton now that's going to be the mould going forward? It should be. That's that's what suits our players. I always, I always think... Not a big fan of silly possession, like how I call it. It's not about having the ball a lot. It's what you do with the ball. If we can get the ball, get it into the box early, have a lot of touches inside the box, I think that's a better stat to, to measure how you've been performing that's in an attacking-wise. That's where we've got yep. strengths. Because we've got the likes of Carver-Lewin that can win others and out of the corner. We touched on that before. It just also shows, going back to your previous point, how solid we were defensively. They didn't have... Apart from that, Cody clearing um, on the line. I can't think of another clear-cut chance Arsenal had. And that's testament and credit to Sean Dyche, the coaching staff and the players, because they put the work in. We've seen them how knackered they've looked this week in training. They've just put the work in, got into shape, and worked on that shape all week. And the results came today, but they'll keep coming if they just keep putting that work in. My biggest credit to Sean Dyche, and I had a big go with Frank Lampard about this, I don't think he got the best out of this set of players. Today, within five days, like you both quite rightly said, it looked a complete new team, new ideas, fresh ideas. They looked structured. There was a plan. Every player knew that his or his role within the side. The likes of Mikhailenko didn't go past the halfway line much, but that's his game. He can get the best out of him. Seamus Coleman, you know, leggy 33, 34-year-old. Don't bomb on. Let Awobi, let McNeil do the running for you. 
So it's a massive credit to Sean Dice. You know, I think it's going to be a perfect fit and a match made in heaven. You said, Lee, you know, leading up to a, a point in Sean Dice that, you know, he, you think he's the man. And his, his interview was probably one of the best I've ever seen when he joined the club. His interview before the game today and especially after the game is exactly what I want to see from a manager. Northwest-based manager gets like the ethos and the ethics of Everton Football Club for me. I know it's quite easy to throw that around. You know, you can say Frank Lampard got it. He probably did, but he was just a bit inexperienced, maybe a bit tactically inept. Where Sean Dice has come in, seen the players all week, back to basics, fitness test. Let's see where these players are individually. How fit are they? Can they do dice ball? Can they run round and can they press high? Because people compared Sean Dice to Sam Allardyce, and I've said on previous podcasts, it's, it's completely fair. unfair. unfair. He's a high pressing. Maybe you're not going to have all the possession in the world, but you get the ball from the back to the front very quickly. You press high and the players work hard for the shirts. You know, this Everton squad, you've seen the, I've seen the 11 today and I thought they've got a big chance here. I was made up to see the likes of Decore back in, a lot of legs. You're going to see maybe Michael Keane giving another chance. But I, I had a pint with a few mates and they said Decore's going to get a second chance under Sean Dice. And we've got an option in the year to extend another 12 months. Maybe we're finally going to see a manager that Marco Silva wanted to implement, that he couldn't get it over the line to play Decore in that advanced role. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed we can continue to keep these players fit, get points on the board and see this style of play. Lee, I want to touch on the pre-match protest mm-hmm. uh, just for the listeners. Obviously, it's a big talking point in regards to what's going on at Everton. A lot of questions regarding should we be protesting before the game? Should we be protesting after the game? Should we take it elsewhere? Today showed me, especially, uh, I was unsure. I think it needed to happen, um, but it definitely the sack the board, back the players' shouts, for me, worked perfectly. It just shows that Sean Dyche asking for unity within Goodison Park, where it's there. It's one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen. Yeah, well, there was, it did no harm. And, that, and that's the fear, isn't it? If, it? Listen, it's a perfect day. We've won the game 1-0. And we're all looking at this now with rose-tinted glasses thinking, yeah, what a great day. But I think what it's done is it's dispelled the myth that you, can, you, you can't do that. What, what, what we've seen before the game, and, and it wasn't just a couple of people, by the way. I mean, there's thousands of Blues turned up yeah. there. And they've they've let the, the frustration, the, the anger, the feeling around the club, they've let it out in the best way possible. Everyone was well-behaved, it was peaceful, it was articulate, it was well-organised. The police were there, there were no, no issues whatsoever. I was right at the front of the protest, not one issue throughout the 20, 25 minutes that it was going on. Evertonians care about this football club um, and what we've seen in the last six, seven years is just simply not being good enough and people have had enough. You know, it's been one blow too many um, and what we saw today was was the end result of that. Yeah. Um, I can see for, you know, in terms of the sceptics and the people who have been against this sort of movement, it's okay, you know, it's taken away from what's going on at the pitch. You know, we should be getting behind the team and of course, you can understand that. You can appreciate that. You know, we're not here to tell Evertonians how to support the club. No, I agree. Yeah. But what we've seen today is you can do, you can do both, and it was a, it was a transition of that energy which we saw outside the ground, and then the focus was sack the board, back the team. The focus it was always on back the team. You know, this is this is the two the two things are mutually exclusive. They don't have to be two separate things. And when we got in that ground, it was just okay. That's done now. We park that. We've done our bit. The sky cameras are there. Half 12 kickoff, Sky, BT Sports, whoever it was covering it, the Echo. They've all seen what we've got to say. They've heard our voice. 
now we're in the ground and we do what we do best and that support the team and the atmosphere today was absolutely incredible so that that shows they, there's your blueprint for exactly how you do things and until we get the result the end result that we want and that is for this board to vacate their position in this football club because it's our club we've said it all along this is our club it's not theirs they're custodians that you know and they've got to prove that they warrant a position at the top echelons of everton football club a bastion of english football they haven't proved it. They failed. They failed at the job. So go, leave. Do the right thing. Leave. We, as fans, all of us, will always be here. We'll always be inside Goodison Park. We'll always be in a, in, a, in a way grounds. And we've shown that today that we can park it. We're good people. You know, we're not animals. We're people who just support a football club, love them with everything that that we have, and we get in that ground and we show it. And we did our bit today. Yeah, okay. But you know what I want to say. That wasn't on the fans today. Those players did it today. It was the players. The players were absolutely humble and nearly sore then. <laughs> but I had to park myself, but they, they were outstanding. And we fed off it. Yeah. And it was a, it was a great Everton day. So po protest, well done. Amazing. Spot on for every Evertonian who came out and did the bit. But well done to the players for getting us over the line today because it's all on them. They should take all the credit today. Paul, same question to you. <laughs> Obviously, it is one of them topics that people may have certain... <laughs> falls and against you know I was a bit wary that that negative atmosphere could come in but it didn't and from minute one the players were up for it the, the fans like you said quite rightfully Lee fed on that energy from the players and that's what we want to see but what, what are your thoughts then I seen you during like the march um what were your thoughts then on how that went and obviously we're not trying to tell anyone how to support Everton if you don't want to do it you don't want to do it some fans just want to go turn up with the little kids have a day out and that is absolutely fine you know, do what you've got to do to, to back whatever you want to do. I, you know, me, you, you can't call, say to anyone, you should be turning up. Whatever you want to do is what you do. But what are your thoughts on, on the before scenes that we've seen surrounding the protests? <laughs> yeah, as Lee said, just everything was peaceful. It was a good mood there. Uh, people with the mates enjoying, well, enjoying themselves, having a good time. Just people demanding a change and a better Everton and what we want to see going forward, what it's been proven that can happen with, with a different regime. You and me were speaking, coming in, the way that Newcastle just transformed the whole club last season by just, by that switch, by a very disliked ownership and regime and that club being removed and coming with a new with a new set of people, new set of ideas. And yeah, it, I think the biggest, the biggest win for that the sort of the campaign, the groups, or the the protest, the people protesting is that we've proved we proved that you can protest and be against the board, and also turn up to Goodison, give your all ninety minutes, back that team, and the club can't throw fans under the bus now with that excuse. They didn't turn up again. They they didn't turn up to support their their, their manager in his first game. Same as what happened with with Frank against Southampton. That's just it's just played into our hands as to how we've we've shown people what Everton is like. Everton is about passion, mm -hmm. desire, wanting to be there for the team, wanting to do better, wanting the best possible outcome for this football club. Lee, away from the protest and obviously the performance on the pitch, Sean Dyche today, I don't know if you watched him, he didn't sit down once. Mm -hmm. His yeah. assistants were on the feet. How impressed were you of his in-game match? For me, I, I always like to watch managers. I think it's dead interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I remember on the Lampard, Ashley Cole was very vocal. He seemed to be the vocal side of things on the Frank Lampard. But today, 
he looked very professional in his suits. You don't see him in his little black shorts like we have done all week. Yeah. But I just think he looked very professional, there to do a job. The final whistle goes. There's none of this walking around the pitch, putting fist pump in the crowd. It was straight down the tunnel. Job yeah. done. Well done. And crack on. What were yeah. your thoughts then on Sean Dyche? A1. Just 10 out of 10. He's not my dad, by the way. Just want to put it out there. Sean Dyche is not my father. Um, just incredible. And I noticed that at the end as well, because I was thinking, what's he going to do here? Because that's a, that's a big win. It's a huge win. It's his first game. You want to win your first game. You want to get the fans on side and all of that. Is he going to do the whole Lampard thing where he's in front of the Gladys Street, giving it, giving it all of that? And I thought, you know, fair play. He, he came out during the week in his press conference and said, we need wins on the board. You want them as quick as you can because that's important, but we need more than one win. He said that this yeah. week. He said, we need we need multiple wins. Today is just one. Okay, yeah, we beat the champions, and it was a great performance and all of that, but the key is not to get carried away. So, it, it, listen, he, he'll, he'll enjoy that. He'll be made up, but I, I was glad to see him down the tunnel. I thought that was a, a really, really good move. I think that's a, a sensible move from him to get down there, not make it a big deal out of it. You know, congratulate your players behind the scenes. Get back to work this week. Build on what you've just seen there. That's your blueprint. You've got another week now, over a week, you know, before we face Liverpool in a derby. And if we can get there and get any sort of result, that'll be, you know, absolutely brilliant. But listen, this is this has been a, a really, really difficult week for Sean Dyche. You've called out, I've called out. I think we've all called out how much sympathy we had for him and the, the situation that he's been thrust into this week. Far from ideal. The fact that he's be, he's faced up to the situation when others have shied away from him, yeah. shamefully so. Um, he, he's he's done a great job. I think he's done a really really good job. Um, I, th I do think he's a good fit for Everton Football Club. I think he's the right type of guy. I think he's humble. I, I, yes, he's a nice guy, and we like to listen to him. We we said all of that about Frank Lampard, but could he translate that to tactical now on on of a, of, a, of a match day? There was questions about that, but with Sean Dyche, he knows what he's doing, you know. And I think he, as a manager, he's very, very underrated. For him to do what he did with Burnley in those circumstances with the budget he was working worst, under, it was just... Well worth seeing it, wasn't it? Yeah, was ridiculous. And he's come out, and yet we would have liked new signings. And of course, behind the scenes, and I think secretly Sean Dyche, if he wants to... If, if, if he could say what he really wanted to say, it would be, yeah, of course, I would have liked another forward. But he's writing what he's saying in terms of there are good players at Everton, and we've seen this today. There are, there are real, real quality players at Everton who have not stood up and who have not given their all in the last few months and have not played to their maximum capability. What we've seen today was was exactly that: players playing at the maximum. And when when Everton do that, we have got good players and we'll win. We'll win more games. And if we would have got Sean Dyche in a, a bit earlier, we wouldn't be. We, that's a fact. Yeah. We wouldn't be in this position now. We'd be mid-table. If, that, if this change would have happened after Bournemouth week, we'd be mid-table now. So Sean Dyche needs to take every credit in the world for, for what he's done in such a short space of time to see the transition between what we saw against Southampton to what we saw today. Um, we're all behind him. He'll know that after today. You've seen the reception he got before the game. It was you know, hairs, it? Hairs, on the, hairs on the back of your neck stuff. He'll have seen that. The players will have seen that. The energy seems back. And that was important because yeah. it felt like, I don't know about you two, but it felt to me like the energy was literally dwindling away. And the longer we went before making that change and that appointment, it was only going to get worse. It seems like we've stopped. We've now getting the energy back. The fans are back on side. We feel, feel unified again. Sean Dyche is going to play a big part in that. And I think he's going to lead us. I think we'll be okay under him. We're all behind him.
I, and you know, the transfer window was a sickening feel in my mouth. But I, I was more happy to see a manager change than a player in and keep Frank Lampard. You know, Sean Dice comes in. He's not your Hollywood appointments. Some people were questions. That brings me to you, Paul. I had a text through the game from someone who was very much, what are we doing with Sean Dice? And he replied, he messed me saying, if that's Sean Dice ball, I'm all in. I am all in because that is Everton. That was his words. That was Everton today. Yeah. What do you say to the Sean Dice doubters now? It's easy to say it after <laughs> after one game and one window, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's easy for us to come on and say, yeah, what are you saying now over Sean Dice? We need to see this more. I believe we will because yeah. that's, mm -hmm. that's basically Sean Dice's basics, as you said. The minimum is maximum effort. But yeah, I can understand why there was people doubting it. Obviously, the style of player barely on the eye, people may think it's not as good to watch, but that's you're only watching Burnley really against the top teams when they're on telly. You're not watching them playing against other teams. And Burnley fans that we spoke to, obviously, the lads that came on the podcast with you, they said the sort of the sort of narrative around Daesh is not it's not all that. I remember when they came to Goodison and they beat us one 0 I think it was Stephen the Four score, the thing, or something like that. Jeff Hendricks, that one, wasn't it? <laughs> one of them. One of them, too, but... The goal. The goal was a 26-pass <laughs> goal. A 26-pass goal, it was. So, he's got that in. He's got that in it. And he said, managing is not about your side. It's about getting the best out of the set of players you've got. And I don't think that was horrible to watch today. No. If I, that, that, I, I was quite entertained there because it's just direct, aggressive... On the front foot. We were on the front foot today. I agree. And to the doubters, just keep that one on. We'll see if he proves you wrong or if he proves you right. Yeah. And ladies and gents, there we have it. What an episode. Two brilliant guests. A positive podcast after a win. Very unfamiliar territory after this year, this performance this season. But as always, thank you to the Keller for the continued sponsorship. C&D London. Follow them on social media for the continued sponsorship of the podcast. And all your Patreon members, it means so much to me, Lee, Paul, the Bobble, everyone associated with the podcast. Honestly, it means the absolute world to us. Even Danny behind the scenes now. I can see him there. Big shout-out to Big Danny. Shout out Legend to Danny. Danny. <laughs> but no, honestly, thank you so much for the continued support. Stay safe and all the very best.